Guess who? And guess what? Footy Prime is launching a gin, and we're having a party to celebrate. Thursday, June 6th, join the whole FP crew for Footy Prime's one-night stand at Nickel Nine Distillery in Toronto. Come celebrate Footy Prime's one-ball gin with Nickel Nine Distillery mixologists on hand, Charmin's proper pies, meet and greet and photo ops with your favorite primers, and a live Atska's Almost Anything podcast. Footy Prime's one-night stand, June 6th at 7 p.m. till when we kick you out. Tickets at eventbrite.ca. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to This Just In on Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Liverpool break Chelsea hearts in a penalty shootout at Wembley again. Jurgen Klopp finally puts an FA Cup in his trophy cabinet. The rele- relegation fight is more dramatic than the season finale of Coronation Street. Riyad Mahrez could have hammered Man City's name on the Premier League trophy, but West Ham made sure that Mark Noble had plenty of reasons to smile in his 206th and final Premier League appearance at home. James Sharman and Jimmy Brennan haven't smiled since Morgan Riley's second period goal. So we'll do our best to make them smile today, Craig Forrest. What do you think, buddy? Shall we or shall we just laugh at them? It's just sad now. It's, I, I feel sorry for the Toronto Maple Leaf fans. It's, they just can't get by the first round. This just in, the Toronto Maple Leafs are cursed. Charles? Hey, I want to just educate you a little bit here that, that Coronation Street doesn't have seasons. It's continuous. They don't have like big cliffhangers at the end of a season. They'll have their Christmas episode that will have a big cliffhanger. But it's pretty much throughout the entire year. Really? Non-stop for like 60-odd years. No breaks. No breaks. How do they keep that? How do they keep the attention, Jimmy? What does that have to do with the price of tea in China? What? Are we, are we talking about the Leafs right now? What are you talking about? <laughs> was, hey, Jimmy, I was trying to steer these assholes away from the Leafs. No, but my, 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 issue, my issue is old Forrest there having a little giggle going, oh, I really feel sorry for the Toronto fans. Does he fuck? He doesn't care one iota about the Toronto Maple Leafs. He also roots for the Canucks. Well, well says it all. I'm so not one of these guys. The the kettle black there. I'm not one of these guys that I'm going to support Canadian. We've got to have a Canadian team. I'm going to support all Canadian teams. Fuck that. <laughs> Manchester fans, if Man United are supporting the city right now, or city, Man United, like, no, it doesn't happen. You're telling me you weren't at all paying attention to the Canadians in the final last year, hoping that they'd, they'd do it again? No. I sure as hell wasn't. Well, not you, you guys. I'm me? talking to Craig. The actual Montreal Canadiens. Yes, the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. Well, is, is there well, another? I, I actually like those. I like them a little bit better. Is the Bowmanville Canadiens? I thought you might say that. Yeah. Well, that's enough hockey talk, guys, because hockey's over, obviously. So, uh, again, condolences to, to you lot and, and my dad, who I know is uh, is suffering. And uh, he'll, he'll definitely be suffering if, if somehow Liverpool can pull off a Premier League title win. But let's uh, let's start with the the trophy that they did put their hands on, the FA Cup, a typical Cup final. I really did think we were going to get a goal in ninety minutes, though, boys, didn't you? Again, I no didn't Liverpool. Think we're gonna, I didn't think we were going to talk about this because you didn't put it in the lineup. <laughs> okay, so to bring the listeners into our WhatsApp group chat, I just clipped my notes and missed the the lead to which 
you ran with the the joy that I must have forgot the biggest game of the weekend, <laughs> apart from the game seven. <laughs> but no, I certainly didn't forget, though I did not have the vested interest that you did. So, how are you feeling? Uh, how are you feeling watching that? Oh, I, I enjoyed it again. That's two nil nils between these two teams that has been such brilliant, compelling sport viewing. Great nil nils. Great drama, great theater. Allison saved, by the way, at the end. I don't think enough was made of it, Craig. Mm. That was incredible, that save. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he was made man of the match, wasn't he? Was he? I missed that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you, were, you were too busy celebrating. Was this as compelling, though, as the Carabao Cup game? Or, or it wasn't do you as just... good. No, it wasn't quite as good as that. I mean, that was ridiculous. But it was still mm. really fun. It was great to watch and, and great chances. Drama, you know. Didn't like to see Mo Salah get subbed off or, or Van Dyke, obviously. Big concerns there. But, I mean, what do you want from a cup final? People would look at that and the box score and, oh, nil, nil, that sucks. Because often the FA Cup final isn't great. But that was a really good game. Okay, not a great game, but a really good game. And, Can I ask uh, you something? Do you remember most of it? Because the last big game that you watched, you forgot half the most important things that happened in the match. Which one was that? Do you remember remember the yeah. last time? Oh yeah, about the no, I, 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 like, missed, I missed one play. I missed one play. City when Allison almost screwed up. One. <laughs> then he blamed it on. I've had quite a few Guinnesses, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> At eleven thirty yeah, this I'm morning. I'm more sober this weekend than I was that weekend. Hey, there was lots of you know quite a few comments about penalty shootouts again, and you know, should we be going until sudden death or this sort of thing? And I have to agree that. Ideally, that would be the case. However, they put more pressure on these players all the time, and competitions are getting longer. Champions League is going to be two games longer next year in the group stage. They don't have enough days, these players and the pressure. I think Liverpool are getting close to 60 games this year. You know, you you just don't have the legs to keep going until, do you, Jimmy? No, I I agree with you 100%. You, You don't. You know, once you once you get through that 90, especially a match like that as well, where where so much is at stake, you you use so much energy, not only, not only physically, but mentally as well. And then you get through that 90. And the max that you're going to do is another 30 minutes. And then after that, there's no way you can keep going because after that 90 minute, you've probably ran about 12 kilometers, mm-hmm. 12, 13. Yeah. And then you're going to go extra time, which is probably another couple of kilometers. Your, your body is finished by the time you've gone into extra time. So if you, if you kept on going and did a sudden death like they do in hockey, it would, there's, it would be a disaster. And there's no way awful. you could do it. And it would be bad football. It would be physically impossible for the players. Hey, what the, Leafs, brought- the Leafs might be okay if they went into a penalty shootout because they're oh. shite in OT. <laughs> what if <laughs> they – One game in OT. But anyway – Golden goal. What if they brought back golden goal? Would that make extra time more exciting? Because I often you know what the issue that. with that will be. I mean, I, I like golden goal, but when they had that before, teams were so defensive in, in extra time. They were so defensive. They were so mm. terrified to concede that goal. There was no attacking yeah. play. Happened occasionally. Um, they had the the silver goal. Remember that when if you scored, each half was considered its own. That's right. Match right. So if you scored a goal in the first half of extra time, and at the end of it you were still ahead, then you won the game. In the second half, the same thing, which. Made, made more sense. I don't mind penalties, and that sounds crazy from an Englishman, but like you guys said, I mean, 120 minutes, that's a lot of football. I'm kind of done by that point. I want it over and done with. Let's finish this thing. And it's still skill. It is skill. It's not a lottery, like people say. You know, dealing with that that mental, that tension, that anxiety is, is, is a skill. So, you know, I don't like it, but I think it's, it's the right way to end these things, that's for sure. I think the golden goal is one thing that uh, went away primarily because of broadcasters. They didn't know when the game was going to end. They liked the structure of the broadcast and where it was going to end and fitting commercials in and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, it's a, it's a good point you bring up. But, I mean, they do have to buy that extra window in order to facilitate what we got on Saturday. Like, I couldn't believe when I turned it off and this the broadcast was still on, but I turned it off to go upstairs. It was 3 o'clock. It was three o'clock in the afternoon. It, it had my attention for what started at eleven thirty, right? So, so how long did um the zone or or the FA Cup feed stay with the celebrations? I'm not sure how long it stayed. It's a long time I, though, was I it? Because I was watching BBC and they, they got out pretty quickly on BBC. They stayed to the trophy celebration and then it cut out pretty soon after that. No, the mm-hmm. zone had stayed after that. 
after the trophy celebration. I don't think they'd had any, I don't know if they had um, any speakers, any post sound, but they'd stayed yeah, with it for quite yeah, a while. Yeah, BBC didn't get much post sound, if, if any. So mm. they, they got out, but they, they had like songs of praise or something to get to. So, so do, do you think they were off at 2.30 then? Or before it may, it may be, I can't remember what time it was, Maybe but yeah, that. it was. I was surprised how quickly it was because I, I wanted more. So then I went to, I think ITV. So, I'm not sure. so wait a second. So I'm reading between the lines here, which is difficult to do with you lot. You're saying is television is the problem? <laughs> yes, yeah. television is the reason that we've got 70 games a season per team if they're good enough. Television is the reason. 63, <laughs> isn't it? I think it's, that would be it for Liverpool. The max, and not just that, but they're playing. They're going to penalties in the Carabao Cup. Penalties in the um, FA Cup. What if they go to pens in the Champions League? They pay the maximum number of minutes as well. Mm. That's crazy. Thank God there's and no that- World Cup this summer because they'd be fucked. <laughs> <laughs> the pens in the first uh, in the League Cup, uh, every player had one. Remember, it was Kepa. Yeah, oh, it was crazy. Yeah, you went through, what was it, 12 or something? Yep. Yeah. Or 11. Kepa, Kepa no, it went, to, it went to the 11th, May. yeah. Right. Were you surprised? That Mendy stayed between the sticks and they didn't turn to Kepa, Jimmy. <laughs> no, <laughs> I thought he had a great game. I thought he did well. Yeah, I don't think I didn't think there was a need for him to for them to change. No, didn't not at all. Just time. Bad idea. The first time. time. Yeah, I, I don't agree with it because I think he was he's in the game. You know, you you've got that feeling for the game, and then just pull him out, put somebody cold in. Hopefully, he's going to save a penalty with that pressure. No, I don't agree with that. Both of them with a couple of Borean moments in the first half. Yeah. On their ass, I didn't know if they were going to come out or what. But I think a lot lot of people anticipated that uh, Kepa would get a look if Mendy wasn't anything uh, above 95%. But no, we didn't get it in the end. Did you feel like the... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say the celebrations. The the celebrations feel a little muted. Like right at the the end. Like Simicast scores... They they go nuts and then like two minutes later they're all kind of standing around waiting. What do you it want? Se- it seemed weird. No, I, I I guess it just felt like it, it just very much felt like here's a team that went to Wembley today expecting to win. They did it and now they're already on to the next thing. Maybe it's because as we discussed last time, it's still in the middle of the, the goddamn season. Yeah, and they, yeah. they they can't go on a big bender now and celebrate because they've got a game coming up Tuesday against Southampton. They got yeah, bigger but- fish to fry. Yeah, but the other yeah, thing well. is too, you you guys got to keep in mind, you've really got three three celebrations. One when the game's finished, right? Then you march up the stands, and then you receive the trophy, another little celebration, the and then you come down onto the pitch again, and then you take the photo with the fireworks. Mm-hmm. Right? So there's there's three sets of celebrations that go through the through the day. After the match, so don't blow your load in the first celebration. No, because you still got to come out after that. Get it out. You got to save it for the change room. Spread the load out. Well, and then you got the change room, and that's where you really explode. All the sponsored non-alcoholic beers (laughs) spraying all over the room. There you go. Uh, Any Chelsea points? I thought Christian Pulisic was great. He did everything but score. Pretty important thing though, scoring, isn't it? (laughs) That might be his problem. Yeah. He always gets chances. I like him. He gets so many chances. If he could just finish yeah. a, a move, then he'd be, you know, a guaranteed starter for that team every week. I think he gets I, a bad rap with the fans. I think he's a good player. But it yeah. seems like you're giving him a, a stick for being a poor finisher. Yeah, he is a poor finisher. He's still a good player. That might <laughs> come in time. A bit of composure, perhaps. Hmm. Do you know if there's if if I was at one of the big clubs and I had loads of money to spend unlimited there's one player from chelsea that i would would be number one on my target and that's conti mm-hmm. i would spend everything to get a hold of that guy well manchester united might do that he that's is phenomenal what a player man is that a rumor it's united everywhere. yeah that's the gossip that oh uh, that'll cost him a fortune he's been Eric- off this game a little bit in recent weeks though i think he's exhausted i mean no one runs more than that guy no He's been off his game a little bit, and you see how Chelsea have kind of, like, they don't favor, not that they don't favor him, but he's not the priority, it seems, that just seems so obvious to us. Chelsea have gone through waves of this, right, where they don't rely on him as much as we think that they should. So I wonder if maybe Ten Hag looks at that and thinks, oh, off his game a little bit, they don't seem to value him as much as they probably should. Let's give it a go. And as Jimmy said, like, what a hell of a player that would be to get 
if you're United or someone else, but in United's case, that may address a lot of problems. He's 31 years of age. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Modric yeah. is still, so you got five more years out of him if he can do a Modric. <laughs> With the engine, though, that he's got, can he can he do that for five more years? I don't, I would question that. I would. Mm-hmm. 36 years of age doing that sort of thing. Look at Mark Noble. He's 36. He can't get around the pitch anymore. Mm-hmm. He's done. Not that he ever was Kante, but I'm just saying that, like, eventually there's a reason why Jimmy retired because he couldn't get his freaking feet off the ground. Well, look at, look at B. B's on this 36. He has trouble getting around the field as well. <laughs> hey, Jimmy, point. I actually remember the game when I, I saw a game and I, you, you, I think it was a Columbus and there was a ball came in the box and you, it was just above your head and you went to jump to head it clear, like pretty simple. And your legs didn't work. No, I couldn't get up. You couldn't have got a newspaper under me. <laughs> no. And I was like, uh-oh. I think no. that's yeah. the, When the legs are going, honestly, it feels like, and I'll tell you this, right? And the one thing that I, I did have, and you know, I had pace. I was quick. Mm-hmm. But towards the end, it was like I was running in quicksand or I had a parachute on my back. <laughs> because I'm getting passed by certain people. I'm going, how are they passing me? Was it gradual, Jimmy, or was it like a moment like you, you realize, shit, now it's gone? Or was it, you know, a couple of bad games, maybe a, a run of bad games? I just, it's not quite right. How, how was it until no, it was, you identified yeah. what was wrong? I think it was more of a moment where I just realized that, Jesus, I, I can't run like this anymore. He was, he was trying to deny it for so long. He used to mm-hmm. blow by people like with ease, yeah. you know, and then all of a sudden you're like, either these guys are getting quicker or I'm getting slower. <laughs> And then, then you're going up against 19, 20-year-olds who are just rapid. They, they run like yeah. Usain Bolt. Oh, yeah. And I'm trying to be clever and, you know, drop a couple of yards just to give myself a little bit of time. And beep, beep. Yeah. See ya. That's a good goal, point. But goalkeepers point, are like, push up, Jimmy. Boy, get out. You're like, can, on the yeah. six-yard box. Yeah, can, your like, guile, no. can your guile, your veteran nose, can, can, can that get you through an extra couple of years? or another season no, yeah it, it it does right because what ends up happening is you start to you start to adjust right so you, you start reading the game and you, you start putting yourself in good positions but you, the one thing you can't stop is pace mm-hmm. you can't stop it you know the tactical side okay reading the game and adjusting and maybe dropping dropping a few yards or maybe tucking in another three four yards so that they're going out wide and mm-hmm. you you can you can move your body to manipulate where the ball is going to go but when you're lining up against a guy that just knocks it 30 yards past you and he just goes vroom, straight past, you got no chance. There's that's nothing. Why, you're just screaming at your center back, help, come yeah. across. That's why Mexico sat back against Canada in Azteca, never seen before because of that reason alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pace, rapid. You can't teach it. That's, no. a, that's a God's gift. And if you got it, poof. Speed kills. And there's yeah. a few positions where you can rely on guile and that experience and knowledge, right? That's why you have 37 and 38-year-old Brazilian-born center backs like Pep and Thiago Silva. But I can't think of a 35-year-old fullback that's at the top of their game. Well, that's, a good point. that's a good point, isn't it? Usually it's center backs or it's even center mids. He's, he's or a striker. A striker. Azpilicueta's getting up there. And he's, I would still say he's pretty damn good. Dave? Yeah, yeah, he's getting up Dave, there. This team's after Dave, right? Who was it? Was it Barcelona or after Dave? Yeah, I think you're right. Which surprised um, me. Because, I mean, he's, I mean he's, he, I love the guy. He's an absolute legend there. But it's not as if he's a, a difference maker at this point in his career. You were talking about how you wanted the FA Cup at the end of the season um, to, to, to be the last thing. Usually the season's over before the transfer rumors start. But um, Barcelona are going to try and bring Messi back supposedly if you're to believe that's been uh, making the rounds for a while now isn't it John yeah. Laporta yeah I forget he'd, he'd done an interview or something and he'd said something in a, a bit less cheeky of a way than he had previously that makes people think mind you it's that time of year and now that the club's seasons hope, have wrapped up on the continent I hope it happens I mean let's just let that happen let's just forget that this last year happened at all for Messi it just mm. didn't happen you know, you speak to Germans about what happened, you know, in the 30s to 40s, and, and they, they say that didn't really happen. It just that this alien <laughs> ship came down and some really bad mm-hmm. things happened, and now we don't, you know, talk about it. Right? Let's do the same thing with Messi going to PSG. It's tarnished him. 
I think what's crazy, though, and I didn't want to spend too much time on Messi now, but you bring up a good point. If he goes back, and though only one year has passed, this is a very different Barcelona. And I don't know if he comes back in a situation that's any better than Ronaldo going to Manchester United now, where mm-hmm. so much time has, has passed, albeit only a year, but with Xavi, the team that they've built, the additions that they made in January, where does Messi fit into that? And are they then, are they then running everything through Messi because... He's the goat. Yeah, I don't know. I don't see it. I, I just don't see it happening unless there's a strong yeah. team there to go back to. Quite some comparison there, Charms, as well. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> the Germans of the '30s and the '40s. Let's forget about it. Like, okay. Well, they're they're even talking about Ronaldo going back to Real Madrid. So that'd be yeah. interesting if they both do. Mm. That makes less sense. I think that makes less sense than than Messi going to Barcelona, doesn't it? Real Madrid, La Liga winners, potentially Champions League winners, Benzema becoming the greatest striker in world football. Let's bring Ronaldo back, the guy that, you know, forced him to play in his shadows for eight years, nine years. Crazy. Unless they think that either Benzema's got his eye on something else or physically that Benzema can't keep doing this for another season. Hey, Lewandowski's available too, right? Maybe that's going to... Apparently he's turned down Bayern's offer. Yeah. But then I think Bayern denied they gave an offer or vice versa. Something happened. Some weird stuff there. Again, this uh, the, the season's barely over, right? The Bundesliga just ended on Saturday. And before Saturday night, all of these rumors are out. Hey, listen, boys, we just signed um, a deal just at the end of the season. So we need some meat to chew on <laughs> the next few months and put out some good content. So let's hope to Christ these rumors come to fruition. Uh, football doesn't stop anywhere. No, no it doesn't. No. It doesn't stop. Um, neither does the Premier League title race. We still got that. Thanks to uh, Craig's Hammers holding Man City to a 2-2 draw. Riyad Mahrez had a penalty saved by Fabianski in the 86th minute that would have put Man City's hands on the trophy, but wasn't meant to be. West Ham came to play. What a game. Absolute fantastic from start to finish. The, the, the noble stuff going on beforehand and then the, uh, during the game as well and the way they played. I got to say that, you know, West Ham, gutsy. Every one of them, just very likable group of players and work so hard for each other. And Man City, are, you could see that they, I mean, they're class above everybody, just about, you know, and the way they play is absolutely fantastic to watch, but couldn't match them where they match them with desire and work ethic. And Antonio had a great chance off a mistake to make it three to one. And I think that would have, that would have buried the city at that point. But then Fabianski also made making the penalty save late in the game was terrific. So all, all in all, very good to a result for West Ham. And you know what? Not a bad one for Man City. It doesn't really change anything, does it? No, it doesn't. Win. Especially with the goal differential, the way it is now, how they flipped yeah. out in its head as well. Yeah. And it's, it's, I mean, it makes it more exciting, right? Liverpool plays Southampton on Tuesday at Southampton. And then uh, next weekend, where is it here? Wolves. We have uh, is it Wolves? Wolves. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Liverpool hosting Wolves. City are up against City. Uh, sorry. City are up against Villa. City Aston hosting Villa. Villa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if Liverpool lose at Southampton on Tuesday, that's it. City are champions. Yeah. If Liverpool draw at Southampton, then Liverpool need a win over Wolves and a City loss to Villa. But then you mentioned the goal differential. Those results got to be big enough to pull up. I think it's a seven-goal swing mm-hmm. in goal difference. I'm, I need to borrow your, your Philippe Coutinho Villa shirt this weekend, B. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've not got He's fantastic, by the way. Still. Coutinho. Yeah. Yeah, it's done, right? It's, it's a permanent move now, right? It is done. Permanent move. It still seems so surreal. And it's only cost them, was it 12, I think? Yeah. 12 or maybe 20 with bonuses, but it was supposed to be 35. And uh, I didn't think that they were going to do it. Plus, he's on 350 million a week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's Pretty a good one. Excellent. Good signing. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Is it well, ever? We'll have, sure. We've got we've got weeks and weeks to fill our shows talking about rumors and signings, so I won't go down on that. But do you know the number, to go back to Mark Noble and his special day, do you know the number of appearances that he's made? Do you know the exact number? So if not, we can 4, play a close. 450. Okay. 
4,450. Jimmy, what do you got? No, 450. 4,000. Yes, James uh, clocked in 4,000. I know. I'm going to say 573. Appearances for West Ham? Appearances for West Ham. 430. 450. Wonger, you want to jump in with a number here from Mark Noble? (laughs) Yes. How many appearances has Mark Noble, legendary West Ham captain? 17 years, right? 17 years. 36 18, years old. 18. He's, uh, so he's 36, doing the math, 40, uh, let's say 680. Uh, you've gone over. Um, I don't think you're closest to. I think Jimmy's how about, closest to. How about JC? He's going to have a guess here. Well, I do have a guess, and uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go. So you said it's 18 seasons? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go with at least – 45 games at least <laughs> at least at least legend yeah. i think legend. i think if he plays the last game it's five five fifty or something you're bang on there buddy yeah 549 so what did you say 460 whatever it was your initial guess i i i said 450 but i meant 550 or oh, you just googled it <laughs> i think he was trying to make this you game googled it didn't you you, you Googled it. No. You did. No, he I've was got... being a good co-host. He knew what I was trying to do. And he thought, well, if I hit the number bang on, then I'm going to kill this game. So let's have fun. Dunny's trying to be a real professional here. Well, I said 430 and it meant 560. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you're over. If you're over, you're out. <laughs> have you ever uh, played the prices right over under? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sunday was his last at home. 206 at home in the Premier League. Only six players in uh, Premier League history have made more home appearances for one team. We can, so there we you can... go. We were talking and he's about one jack deal. squat. The other day, well, exactly. <laughs> but look what it means to him and the team and that club and what a legend he'll be able to go back. And you look at all these other mercenaries that go around winning trophies, mm-hmm. and they're not, they're not liked or loved or by anybody. Yeah, that's a good point. But they're happy. <laughs> in their villas and islands around the yeah, world. They're having a glass of wine sitting in their, with their trophy cabinet. He still well, lives in a bed sit. A mercenary in... He still lives in a bed sit in East London. But he's a one club man. <laughs> <laughs> he had a nice embrace with Pep Guardiola at the end. Did you see that? It seemed like yeah. it meant a lot to the two of them. Is he begging for a job? I wonder, eh? Maybe. <laughs> You mean Pep Guardiola to West Ham next season? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, exactly. Do you think that if, if Noble went to Man City, for example, in any other club as a coach or, or an assistant coach, that would tarnish his legacy at West Ham? If we went to Millwall as an assistant coach, would that, that, that would never his... happen, ever. <laughs> ever. He's just never going there. Steve Lomas made that mistake. What did he do? Go there to coach? He went there as a manager, yeah. And as soon as they lost two games in a row, they're after him. They want to just throat. Because <laughs> they're going, you're doing this on purpose. Yeah. They just hate they hate the hammers that much. Yeah. They, unless you're massively successful, as soon as you go on a tailspin, you're done. I get it's gotta be an ego thing, right? With where these people think, you know what, I can overcome the fact that you must hate me for what I've done before. I'm gonna win you over because I believe in myself that much and I know I can do the job. So well, with Steve Lomas, I know exactly what it was. He was doing quite well up in Scotland, St. Johnston, right? And yeah. he he wanted to, you know, he wanted to have a crack at the English league. And he wanted to be a manager in it. And your opportunities don't come around all that often. And this one did. And he rolled the dice that it would work out. But it's hard enough as for managers, you know, the average manager uh, live. Last less than two years, and yeah. you know, at Millwall and your former West Ham, you, you could two months maybe. Yeah. But it, it happens a lot. It happens a lot where they cross over and go to go to the rivals and end up managing teams. You know, if you look yeah, back, Mark Mark Millwall, Hughes, Mark Hughes into Man City. Man. Yep. Yeah, it's That's still true. different than Millwall and West Ham. Yeah, they hate each other. I'll give Remember, Harry went to was it? Southampton from Portsmouth or, or vice versa. I forget now what it was. Yeah. And, and that's a big uh, rivalry. That's a big one, right? Mid season as well. And I, th- well, I think it was, 
I think it was to Pompey, wasn't it? And he got to the FA Cup final, wasn't that what it was? I can't yeah. remember now. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it was, it was right. a, again, like he was a legend at his previous club. I think it was Matt, Matt Letizia, you know, he could have, he was a player of a caliber that could have gone to a top four club. Yeah. He decided to stay at Southampton. You, you know all about him. Jimmy is an absolute freaking legend. Oh, it's ridiculous. Every bar in the town. <laughs> it's incredible. They carry him in the streets there. I remember yeah. going into the, into the stadium. He was there and he was such a legend. Everybody was stopping him, talking to him. If you went out, if there's any events. Yeah, he's he here, loved there, it. and everywhere. Loved he yeah. loves it. Loved it. Very good socially. Yeah. But not social media No, he's got some uh, interesting <laughs> views. <laughs> Gets in trouble. <laughs> yeah. We've all gotten in trouble on social media at some point for something. Right, Wonger? That's right. How about the uh, the relegation fight? We're talking about managers and just in general and the toll that it takes. Sharms, we always used to say, you know, joke that we we were worried about Steve Bruce's health. I look at Frank Lampard and I worry for his health. Not in the same way, not to compare him to, uh, he certainly doesn't look exactly like Steve Bruce, but he, he, he doesn't look like a, as healthy of a guy as he was at Chelsea a few years ago. It just shows the, the draw, like how these guys are so competitive, right? And they retire and they need to get back in the game to fill that void. Because Frank Lampard, you would think, had everything going for him. Riches beyond imagination. You know, mm-hmm. beautiful wife. Um, could have gone into media. He's well-spoken. Easy life there. Make lots of money. But he was drawn into football. And you look at his life now. And if he goes down with Everton, which we'll see, even if he doesn't, you know, it has not been a success there. Uh, his life has got to be just 24-7 stress, anxiety, tension. It can't be enjoyable. I don't know if the need for that that drive is, is worth it, quite frankly. He could have had a really easy life, a lovely well, life. Like Sir Bobby that. Robson said, uh, my alternative was going to Sainsbury's <laughs> on a Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock with my uh, wife. I, As much as I love her, I not really want to do that. You should try it first, though. It's not that bad. <laughs> I think he did, didn't he? Frank had to get there. Was a gap there? I guess yeah, he had, six, I don't seven think he went Sainsbury's too often, though. They definitely had it delivered. No. He got divorced, the first wife, so this is he's on number two. Is he? Yep. Yeah. yep. Okay. He, could, he could be on footy prime then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, relationships expert Jimmy Brennan. Well, for what you're three and three do. out of our six. Hey, yes, yeah, we're, we're doing all right. You know, JC, yeah. B, and myself, we're doing 50, okay. 50. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The young guys. <laughs> well, that's, I guess that's it, eh? Well, uh, Jimmy's considerably younger than you, Wonger. Yeah, Jimmy could be my nephew. He looks like one of my nephews. Except his eyes are further apart. The nephew that, as, as, as your uncle, needs to like, you know, you put your arm around him a little bit. Was he a fish? Yeah, he's like Blinky, the three-eyed fish from Simpsons. By the nickname, nuclear reactor. Nicknamed Cod. That, that, that was, that was uh, David Platt. That's what they used to call him, Codhead. <laughs> I think that was Nigel Quasi that started that one. Yeah, is he? Platt's not managing anymore, is he? No. No, I don't think so. He's probably but, living in Sardinia. That's where his house yeah. was. He played there for a few years, didn't he? Yeah. That's what a what player happens. he was, by the way. That's what happens. Like I said, less than two years, your first chance, 50% of those managers get yeah. no chance ever again. And then those ones, if you're lucky, they, you know, then you, know, you go on. But otherwise, you disappear. Either. I'll tell you I'll tell you a story about Platy, right? So we lived in the same, same complex, right? Like these apartments. And... Uh, he had the penthouse suite and I was like on the second or third floor. And there was only maybe like six stories. Room closet. Yeah. So anyways, his condo was up for sale. Right. And now this guy had property everywhere. And do you remember Mizuno? They used to have the DP international, the DP international boots. So that was his brand. Like he was just raking in money all over the, all over the goddamn place. Right. Come to train and in his yellow Ferrari. And so I remember one day his, his condo went up for sale. So I pull him. I'm going, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to talk to him. Maybe he'll give me a little deal. Cause he did buy me, he bought me from forest. Right. He liked me. Maybe he'll, maybe he'll look after me here. So I said, <laughs> Platy, I said, uh, your, your penthouse is up for sale. He goes, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I said, well, why don't you sell it to me? He goes, 
no. I said, why not? He goes, because I know what your wages are and you can't afford it. <laughs> I was like, okay. I just walked into the dressing room with tail between my legs. <laughs> no, no deal then. Yeah, no deal. I was like, you prick. That's no, good amazing. on him looking out for you, though. All, all, that money, make... all, that, all that money you got, you just can't help me out. I was young. I was like 21 or something. No, so he, he was looking out for you. He Bristol to, to Forest, right? He, he brought you the Forest? <laughs> yeah, he bought me it. Okay. Yep. You, you want so to see his financial decisions. His manager. team's managed here. So this is how it shows you. So Sampdoria, he was manager, 98 to 99. Forest, 99 to 2001. Then England under 21 for three years. Yep. Um, then took six years off, got back into coaching at Man City as a first-team coach at 2010 to 2012, a year spent as co-assistant at Man City, and then in 2015, Poon City. Poon. Wasn't, didn't Hume play, play there? Uh, was, that, was that where Hume played in Poon? Hume didn't play there, but that's in the Indian Premier League. The Indian Premier League, yeah, yeah. And that's 2015, I he... and I don't know what he's doing now. I'm trying to figure it out here. Yeah, Puntang FC. That's right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's the one, Jimmy. Oh, that's not. That's not the one. <laughs> no, <I don't> <laughs> know, but, you're thinking of something different there. I think. No, that's a Thai team. This is an Indian. Oh. <laughs> you just you just mix the Thai team and the Indian team oh, together. Sorry, I apologize Dang. to anybody that offended. I thought it was one of the teams there. Yeah, you're you're getting your super leagues mixed up here, guys. <laughs> it's a racial faux pas, I think. <laughs> God, I don't remember what game we were on. Was it Everton still? Yeah. Um, they had a 2-1 lead, evaporated in two minutes. Two uh, Brentford goals just after the hour mark. Salomon Rondon comes on in the 84th minute. Four minutes later, gets sent off. Everton finished with nine men. Like, Toffee's fans and must an own feel goal. Like, own goal, right, for Coleman. Honestly. Like, how Everton is that? Two red cards and an own goal. But, specific, but specific to the end there, watching you know, the, the slow death here. Like, they must feel like they're still being trolled by Rafa. Rondon comes on and gets sent off four minutes later. God. Special Everton. agent Rondon. Everton have two games, though, right? They visit Palace on yeah. Thursday, and they host Arsenal on Sunday. So they're not in the worst situation, but they, they need some points to cover their ass. I put I on, a, put on our, our dark web, I just said, the pictures, the photos that they were showing from that game, I watched the entire game, uh, the photos they were showing with Everton spectators with their hands in their heads reminded me of the Leafs last night. I know we talked about Leafs at the beginning, but they they're they were so frustrated and but at the same time knowing that their team is going to lose. That's how it felt to me. And I think that's how Leafs fans maybe feel. But the difference is with the the Everton fans are is that they could get kicked out of the NHL. Yeah. 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 And all the money that comes with that is disappearing to a point. You got the parachute payments. It can be absolutely catastrophic for a club. This is more like this, this year is in more the like NHL. That. Montreal Canadiens were in the bottom three. They would have been relegated out of that league, the NHL. You know what I mean? Like, oh no, I understand. I, yeah, just, I know, and that's it, why it's so it's so intriguing. Yeah, at both ends of the you know uh, of the tables on all the leagues because of that reason. There's American ownerships in the leagues don't like that, but from a sporting standpoint, fan standpoint, that's oh. brilliant. Well, you, I think you it's look more like a, you look even a championship. The winner takes home 125 million pounds just well, to go into the Premier League. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the, they, they, it's well over 200 million guaranteed. Yeah. Um, when you look at Stanley Cup, I think the winners are getting five or six million. But I mean, that is the biggest game in sports. Yeah. It's a champion's final because of that. You've gone from zero to 60 in no time, 200 million. Now you get more parachute payment if you can stay in the Premier League for one season. So like Brentford, they will, if they got relegated next year, they would get more money uh, in their three years to soften the blow. Yeah. Leeds won, Brighton won. Pascal Strook's 92nd minute header, saving a, a point for Leeds. You see what it meant to them. The Ellen Road like exploded. They closed the season away to Brentford on Sunday. So Jesse Marsh and Leeds, are they you think they're gonna do it? Are they in a good spot, Jimmy? I don't know because it all depends on Villa, really, because Villa's gotta play Burnley and Leeds. Don't they both have them 
I Burnley think... have Newcastle this weekend. No, but in the last two games. And uh, I, I yeah, think... you're right. Thir- Thursday, you're right. Villa, Burnley yeah. on Thursday. Yeah. So right. it's it's going to be on Villa to really say who's who's staying up, who's going down. Yeah. What worries me about for Leeds, so, uh, if Burnley don't, if they got a result, is that the way Brentford played there at Goodison Park. Yeah. You know, they got nothing to play for, really, but they're showing up and. I can't see them doing anything different at home. So it's going to be a tough game. They'll be going out there to win it. 11th place, Brentford, right now. 11th. Incredible. Yeah. I mean, the two points behind Brighton, who have been like championing all season, saying what a great variety of football they play. They're two mm-hmm. points back of Brighton and Leicester. They're three points back of Wolves in eighth place. I mean, what a season. I mean, Thomas Frank might not get manager of the year. He's not sexy enough. But Jesus no. Christ, what a job he's done there. Mm-hmm. They've had a hell of a season. We'll see what the second season is like, though, right? That tends to be the curse for teams like that. It's much more difficult. Yeah. I would like to see Leeds stay up, though. Me too. I would. Yeah. yeah. Burnley well. can go to hell. Burnley can just go. I want to see Leeds stay up. I really want to see Everton stay up as well. Let's be honest here. Let's not kid ourselves. Let's not try and be mm. kind and political here. No. Burnley, nice. You did a nice job under Sean Dyche. You are a welcome addition to the league. You got some big scalps. Don't really need you in the Premier League. <laughs> I feel harsh. like that. It's Burnley. Harsh. No, I feel poor, like that as well. Poor town, poor town of Burnley. That's 60,000 people. Smallest place ever to play in the Premier League. And you know that you're not going to get any backlash because they're so small. <laughs> Yep. That's why we can afford losing Bernie. But if Sean Dice was still there, I'd be still doing <laughs> Yeah, damn right. Yeah. I would be a, as well. Isn't that a Christmas song? The poor little town of Burnley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. There's a donkey involved, in isn't there? And an inn for the night. <laughs> yeah. Oh, little town of Burnley. <laughs> if they go that's down, that could be a song they sing in the in the stands, to be honest. Those, <laughs> those smaller teams have some very interesting songs if you hear them in the ground it doesn't stand out as much as when you just like hear the radio track played or read the lyrics but i remember huddersfield town it's like two little boys and two little dogs or something do you remember that we had someone on from huddersfield (laughs) back when they were in league one charms and we asked him about the song and you know i I brought it up to make fun of it and this guy very defensive about how great and how much it meant to the city and i realized yeah i probably shouldn't be taking the piss about your songs obviously it's continuing for a hundred years I tell you the best, the best song from a club and supporters, and they really don't give a shit because they put no effort into it, is Millwall. We are Millwall, super Millwall. We, you don't like us. We don't care. We are Millwall from the den. It's so plain. It's like you don't like us, and we don't give a shit. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's pretty good. It's, it's not as plain as go Leafs go. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. If you, if you believe in, in the nativity, right? <laughs> if you believe in Christianity and, and you believe that God put Mary and Joseph and a donkey right, to create Jesus Christ and they chose Burnley as, <laughs> as the town, then I don't think Christianity would be quite as popular as it is today. <laughs> yeah, because the Romans, it'd be too cold. Freezing. I don't think the Romans would have any interest going there. They're not wearing those robes, you know, and sandals like the Romans in the were there. Scene. What are you talking about, Jimmy? Yeah. Like I'll tell you what, that Burnley? baby wouldn't have lasted very long in freaking Burnley overnight in a bloody yeah, stable, just... would he? Hmm. Well, they you said guys know the Romans bath. weren't around. You guys know the Romans weren't around when Jesus was born, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they don't. They weren't at the party? <laughs> I love where we go with this. I, I do. Uh, I I think we're gonna have to get to a break in a Actually, second. Actually, no. He was a before the break. Wasn't he a striker, Pontius Pilate? <laughs> yeah, I played for DC United That's when right. Giro was there. <laughs> huh? Yeah, break is perfect. No, people. Chris, uh, Chris Pontius Pilate. <laughs> That's it. Well, what's Chris Pontius doing now? Coaching? I don't know. Same as Chris. Same as Chris Bosniak. Oh. What's Plus doing now? Is he coaching? Coaching. Is he coaching? Good. Yeah. yeah. At TFC so and the Academy. He's at TFC, right? yeah. Oh, that's right. Of course he is. Yeah. Good yep. stuff. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so Burnley then. We mentioned uh, the situation that they're in. 1-0 to 
loss uh, away to Tottenham. Harry Kane with a penalty in the eighth minute of first half stoppage time. Um, the only one of eight Spurs shots Nick Pope didn't stop. Pope was good. But yeah, Burnley visit Burnley visit Villa on Thursday. Then they're home to Newcastle Sunday. They finish the season. I think they can get three points there. I do. Maybe four. <laughs> but who knows? If they go down, I'm not bothered by them. Any uh, any points on Watford 1, Leicester 5, Aston Villa 1, Crystal Palace 1, Wolves 1? That wasn't one, a North bad one. game. That wasn't a bad game. Which one? The Villa game. Mm. I enjoyed that. Uh, Palace deserved a point, and they got it. Jeffrey Schlepp. I think uh, Villa played okay, but just didn't do enough to kill it off. And when you're at home, you know, they're a team that can play really well. They should, I think they're a better side than Palace. Um, but when you don't earn it, um, you share the points. That's what happened. How about Jamie Vardy? Two more goals, 16 on the season once yeah. again. It's incredible, isn't it, what he's doing? We keep talking about pace, right? How many games has he actually started? It, well, exactly. Not- yeah, he's been hurt so much. That was also Roy Hodgson's uh, final game at Watford. Oh, really? They're oh, not keeping them? Oh, them. <laughs> they, no, they signed, um, oh, who is it? The green team from League yeah, from One. Yeah, Forest Green Rovers. Forest Green, uh, yeah. Forest Edwards. Green. Yeah, yeah Rob, Rob Edwards. Edwards. Yeah. yeah. So not some sexy European we never heard of. It's some um, lower yeah. league guy we never heard of. Well, there, you see, there's a very good example of taking your opportunity. You're, that guy is going to a club that he pretty much knows that he's going to last six months at. Mm-hmm. When you said the green team from League One, I thought, hmm, who was managing Saint Etienne and is now going to Watford? Oh, League One, League, I get it. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, worse. Worse lines than that. So international. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I think perfect time for a break, and we can wrap up some of the other stories on the other side. So Chelsea didn't win the FA Cup on Saturday, uh, but they did win the FA Cup on Sunday, the Women's FA Cup. So shout out to Canadian Women's National Team star Jesse Fleming for another trophy. As um, they've built a good team, Chelsea, that women's team, Craig. They're they are, They're closing in on a dynasty, aren't they? Mm-hmm. They really are. They're really, I mean, she, serial winners recently. Two back-to-back FA Cups, league as well. Jesse uh, is a fine player. She came on in the 80th minute. So she was on for the extra time and whatnot. But great spectacle. 49,000 people there. Mm-hmm. Women's game is absolutely exploding the popularity of it all over Sam, the world. Sam Kerr is an absolute monster, by the way. Like she mm-hmm. just scores big goals in big games. And and Emma Hayes, I mean, at what point do you, at some point a club's gonna take a flyer on a women coach, right? It's gonna be the first one, right? To give give a, a woman coach a chance with the men's team. Emma Hayes has done everything you can possibly hope for, really. And, and we hear us speak one of the most well-spoken, intelligent football people. I would love to see a team take a take a chance on her. Maybe she wouldn't want it. I don't know. At least get her in the backroom staff somewhere and ease her in. Because there's no reason why she couldn't do a job, I don't think. Assuming the men's players would accept her. I mean, you, you guys played. I mean, I know you've been retired a long time now. But do you think a men's team would, at this point, are they ready now to open up to a woman coach or are we still a little bit far away from that we're getting close we're getting very close and when you're talking about somebody like emma hayes uh you're, you're talking about somebody who's really close in my opinion and mm-hmm. i and i think i know you're you're quite uh, high on her as well Sharms is very well spoken and and uh, i think that somebody will actually take a chance and i don't see any problem with that just as i didn't see any problem with john herman coming over from a women's program because we knew what he was like we knew how he coached we knew just about everything about him and he fit in so well. So I think she would too, but you're always going to have barriers. I mean, Paul Pescasolito, our good Canadian buddy, uh, we had on a couple of weeks ago, married to Karen Brady, who's chairwoman of West Ham United. Well, she took over Birmingham city when she was 23 years of age as a managing director. And there was boardrooms that they didn't allow women in period. They just weren't allowed. And she's, well, hold on a minute first women general manager of a football club mm-hmm. took that club made uh, a massive profit i think they sold it for 92 million profit and then took over west ham later but uh you know we uh, we know somebody that has actually had to battle through that that a different part of the game but a very serious part of the game maybe even more so when you look at the 
the the old white guys that are holding on to the power of uh, football in the upper echelons of the game. Mm. Um, sticking on the women's game, Ashley Lawrence and PSG uh, won the Coupe de France. She scored a brace in that. So nice to see more trophies in the cabinet. Um, last summer was it was it thirteen or fifteen? Um, I mean, I'm, I guess I wasn't counting the FA Cup there or last year, but 13 or 15 uh, Canadian internationals, men's and women's players, had come away with domestic titles. Wow. So a little, little lower this year, but uh, still nice to see a few pieces of silverware. Yeah. I'm going to start getting cocky. <laughs> what do you mean? About our Canadian team program. Just like, like, what the fuck? Hey, start throwing stuff out like, hey, we, we've won an international tournament before – Last time uh, England's won one, throw that shit out. You should tweet it. Actually, people love that on Twitter. You yeah. should tweet it. Yeah. Yeah, tweet it from just... the Footy Prime account. Yeah, but eighty percent of my followers are from England, so I gotta just say to all the arrogant English pricks out there, here's one for you. Just see how that yeah. goes down. Get your, trophy. that a lot. Get your trophies on the table. <laughs> yeah, you losers. Yeah, and the sixty-six guys are dropping like flies. So. Gonna be hardly oh any of them alive. We've spoken uh, a lot more than I expected to in the middle of May about rumors, but have you seen the internet uh, having a flyer on our John Herdman? Rumors I have that not, I have not seen this. Burnley, yeah, Burnley, QPR, and Blackburn supposedly interested in John Herdman. Really, to fill their yeah. vacant positions. Not yet, John. Please, not yet. No, not a chance. He leaves before Qatar. I mean, yeah. not, not before Qatar, no, no. Honestly, I was thinking about what, what jobs would it be? Like, will he take a meeting? He should take a meeting because I'm sure he'd learn, I'm sure he'd learn a, a lot from it. And I'm sure he would. We know him as a person. Like, he, he'd, he'd be able to take a lot away from that to apply to what he's currently doing, whatever he wants to do. But as far as jobs that would take him away now, other than the England job, is there one? And knowing him as a person, I don't even know if he would do that. I don't even know if he'd if he'd take that. Well, I mean, what he does, what John's done in, in with him, with the women and men is is built the psychological profile of the his teams, right? He made them believe that they're better than they probably actually are. That's what he does. But he also needs resources too. Mm-hmm. So where's the fit there? A team that's lower down who can then come up, win promotion, perhaps, maybe a Burnley. I don't know. I mean, they're probably all good fits, I suppose, but but not just yet. Not just yet. I I mean. Only he would be able to answer that question, but um, a lot of thought would be, be going into it. He'll get his opportunities, um, but he also doesn't want to go to the World Cup and get you know, banged up three games straight. That's never good for the CV because the CV is uh, looking pretty good right at the moment, right? So those opportunities and certainly the phone calls are probably ringing absolutely. Um, but I think he wants to finish the job off would be my thought. Do you think, okay, let me ask you, all of you, do you think what are the odds that he is coaching Canada by the time 2026 rolls around? I think he'd be gone. So do I. I think he'd be gone. I think, look, you got a w- women to a World Cup, you got the men to World Cup, and you've had great success. Now he probably wants to test himself in, in at club level. So, and it's going to be interesting as well. You know, especially these three three clubs that want them. They're good clubs. What? How bad do they want them? Mm-hmm, you know, yeah. would they would mm-hmm. they turn around and say, "Okay, listen, we we know you're going to a World Cup. We'll put an intern for the time being until you're done the World Cup, and then you come in." Mm-hmm. It's you know, I'm yeah, sure the clubs true. are probably. I'm sure the clubs are trying to weigh up options of thinking, "Okay, how do we how do we secure a service?" Rennick knowing that we it, got right? an, an international coming in. Yeah, Rennick's doing both jobs, kind of right. Yeah. Let me ask you this, though. If that came out, how would that affect Canada at the World Cup? If you know, not that he's lame duck, but you know that as soon as you board that flight leaving Qatar, no matter when in the tournament it is that it's over for you, you know that he's out the door onto the next thing. Eric Ten Hag didn't even go to Ajax's celebration. Uh, as soon as the match ended and he's left straight into the next job. Yeah, I, I don't think it would affect the players at all. Because that's 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 the final of that. Uh, what are we, what's the word I'm looking Chapter. for? Chapter cycle. No, they have that cycle. Yeah. So if the players have gone through qualifying, 
they've won CONCACAF, now they're going to World Cup. Once that cycle's finished, now it's okay, we got some time off, and now we got to focus on uh, the Gold Cup that's going to be coming up next. And then, again, with World Cup qualifying. So they're not even looking past the World Cup. Mm-hmm. That won't affect them at all. At all. Uh, because there's going to be I different know. players going into the next Gold Cup. The worst, th- the worst thing about losing John Herman is the fact that he's actually grown roots here and not just the actual community he lives in Vancouver, but in football. He's done so much for the game and the relationships that he's built in and out on and off the fields is it goes an awful long way. It yeah. really does. Like even like say, say a guy like Ancelotti, you know, he's spends uh, his wife from West Vancouver, spends a lot of time out there when he's not managing. Um, say he takes it over. Okay. Okay. We've all agreed that he would be, you know, a, a fantastic manager to do that. But what's the long-term, yeah. you know, point of having him, you know, that's a, that's what John has built here. But I, I do agree with you, Jimmy. I think that he will not be here in 26. I think that the opportunities are going to come about. And he, just like he told the women, I'm going to, I want to challenge myself in something else. He will want to challenge himself at league football, but he would also yeah. tell you, and he's open about it, that he has never done that before. He's a tournament qualifying coach. Yeah. He's been at 13, 14, 15 in international tournaments with women and men. He knows how to manage that. Day in, day out football, I think it actually sued him because he probably drives drives him freaking crazy sitting around yeah. for months, you know? Yeah. But I think there's a certainly a, you know, a time that that's going to take him yeah. to settle into that, don't you think? Yeah, I agree with you. And I think if, if I was him, there's there's one club that I'd be looking at if I wanted to to do it, especially domestically, would be the Whitecaps. Mm. The Whitecaps would be the job that I think would be great for him. He lives out there. His family's settled there. If I'm the Whitecaps, I'd be going, let's have a little sniff at John Herman because he knows all the Canadian players inside out. Yeah. He knows the landscape. He knows, he knows the North American market. And I think if Herdman went MLS first – and got a taste of it, you know, got his, his feet wet at club football, and then make the jump over to, to Europe. Because it, like we talked about before, there's no promotion relegation here. So if he goes to the Whitecaps, he could have three, four years and really build it, put a stamp on the club. If he goes over to England now and he takes a QPR or he takes a Blackburn, things don't go well, they get relegated. Like he's, he's finished after that. I just don't think he's going, he would not leave the national team for MLS. He will leave the national team for Newcastle United or a decent sized team with ambition in England. MLS, he's not going there. Not a chance. Hmm. He's not leaving Canada to go there. He makes a lot of money with Canada too. Like, I mean, I don't know exactly Mm -hmm. what his contract is, but he's... Yeah, but same with MLS. So they, they pay decent money. They would match it. No, I see Jimmy's point though. They're paying a million plus a year. MLS for coaches? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Is Bradley making that they, they at Toronto? Afford it. Probably, oh. I guess. Bradley's making a fortune. Yeah. But John John wants, um, imagine wherever he goes, he wants full control as well. He's not going to come in as a coach. He wants full control. If, if it was Vancouver sniffing around, is, is Bob ready to let go? Let someone else take the reins, you know, and build that as a club? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Bob's on leave right now anyway that he's been at the club for oh, weeks. Yeah, mm-hmm. Leonard Doozy has had his hands off of it. I thought you were making a TFC reference there. No, no, yeah. no. The other Bob. No. Leonard Doozy's right. been hands off. All right, yeah. so uh, we've wasted... And they don't spend minutes. enough. They don't spend enough. They're not competitive enough as well. Is he really hands off? I know you're saying, but is he really hands off though? Is he really hands off? I don't know. The last couple of years, he's tried to step away. He's not vocal. He's not vocal or in the spotlight. That's for sure. I understand, but I'm just anyway. Let's not speculate. I don't know. I don't know what the email lists are. Well, the team isn't exactly blowing it up, is it? <laughs> no. Well, uh, we spent a few minutes on speculation of where John Herman will go. Uh, here's some certainties. Okay, Atletico confirmed that Luis Suarez is leaving, so I very much look forward to that being the next Aston Villa signature after Phil Coutinho's uh, permanent move was confirmed. God Suarez. And Coutinho at Villa. Well, where the hell does Danny Ings fit into that picture? I'd be a pig in shit. I tell you what, I like Danny Ings, but I, it hasn't worked for him. And I, it screwed up what was great with Ollie Watkins, to be honest. I think Watkins ha- hasn't been as good this season. And West Ham will be in for him. And I think it just messed it up. 
he wasn't the type of guy that was going to come in as as cover um, or, or maybe deserves to. I think he deserves to start in at least half of the teams in the Premier League right now, Danny Ings. So I can see why Villa thought it was a good move, but it just didn't work. So I take Luis Suarez or someone who you can kind of use in more of that 60-30 role on either side of it than, than I think Danny Ings is a, a player now. So who wouldn't want Luis Suarez? Come on. And wouldn't you rather see him in the Prem rather than MLS? Every dentist would want him. <laughs> <laughs> Every he's got enough. He's got enough Liverpool connections. He knows where to go if he wants to get it done. I guess he just doesn't want to do it. Paulo Dybala is leaving Juventus. There'll be a few uh, English names linked with him as well. I'm interested to see where he ends up. Erling Holland scored a penalty for Borussia Dortmund in his last send-off. Did you see that? I did not. He'll, he'll score many, uh, many goals for, for Man City, as we discussed on the last show. But hmm. uh, those Dortmund fans had a special player for a short period, which I guess we could say about a few Dortmund players. <laughs> in the past. Yes, you could. <laughs> AC Milan closing in on the, the Scudetto for the first time in 11 years since uh, we had it on the score, Charms. When is Inter playing? Inter beat Calgary 3-1 on Sunday. Oh. Oh, they, so they beat them, didn't they? I know they but that, so one match left um, next weekend, and it's a two-point gap. So AC Milan have a two-point edge, and they finish the season uh, against Sassuolo, who are mid-table 11th. So I, th- I think Inter fans would feel it would take a bit of a miracle um, for that to be uh, Nerazzurri instead yeah, of uh, Danny Dicchio's red and black. It's good to see yeah. Milan. They've been out the picture for a long time. It's, it's good to see them get back in there where they belong. Heartbreaker for TFC, eh, Jimmy? Oh, one yeah. nil late to Orlando. What happened? Yeah. Set play, last minute header, killed them. Killed them. Didn't they lose in the last minute to Vancouver? Pretty much too. Yeah, they're going through a little little spell right now. You know, they're they're missing some players, and obviously they're they're waiting for the big man to come. Which he had, his, bar, he had his that, he had his send off at Napoli. So that VAR decision was terrible. Hey, it was brutal. Oh. They're getting rocked at the moment. Stupid, silly decisions going against them. But mm-hmm. you, know, you know, there there was some there was some good play, and you could see, uh, you know, it's it's there, it's coming. But they just need a little bit of luck right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Vancouver got some luck. 90th minute equalizer at home to San Jose. Six goal thriller. Hope you took the over. I didn't see that. Uh, nor did I see Montreal's win in Charlotte. But Montreal are putting together some some decent results. Take notice. Montreal looked pretty good. Yeah, right? they're decent. Good. They're decent. not bad. Yeah, they got a good setup. They got a good balance. I like Wilfred Nancy when he speaks, and seems like he's he's got a good thing going. You know, I think we all had hoped that um, Thierry Henry would turn them into something really special and be able to attract some players that um, we haven't seen Montreal attract in a while or elevate that and uh i think what's come of that is now has been able to to do that and take that i can't believe step. that i can't believe that it didn't work with Thierry henry just <laughs> away by that. <laughs> well was this a bit of therapy for you boys uh the two jimmies after yeah. your leaves to buy are you gonna go watch uh, my new york rangers in game seven i tell you what i feel a lot less last this time last year i was very very angry i'm not angry this year so it's fine yeah maybe because Liverpool won the fa cup the same day kind of we should get Dave Randorf on here. He's a play-by-play guy for Tampa Bay. He used to work in Canada, got fired by TSN, calling Toronto Maple Leaf games, goes to Tampa. First year there, Stanley Cup. You got uh, the thank you. <laughs> you got the name wrong there, by the way. It was uh, the other company. Oh. Oh, was he working for Rogers, was he? It was Rogers, yeah. Oh, he, right. He right. left oh, TSN right. on his own. Ah, the start of the hockey. Are, are you guys gonna blow up into a ball of fire if you say Sportsnet? Yeah, I yeah, didn't know. What, I didn't know what that was about. <laughs> I was like, wait, yeah. you can say the words. Yeah, <laughs> was like, is there a secret that I don't know? No, the, ho- the hockey so. deal is looking better and better every year, isn't it? Yeah. Well, <laughs> and and this is very selfish for me, but if uh, Herdman goes over to the EPL and fails, then uh, you know the next step is Footy Prime for Herdman. <laughs> is that step right? down or step up? Yeah. I think it's a step up, in my opinion. If you talk, yeah, if you talk Burnley to... Burnley uh, or Footy Prime? <laughs> Millwall or Footy, Footy Prime? You, you tell me. <laughs> if you compare some of his current Zoom meetings to uh, the ones that we have here, it's a lateral move, I think. It's a lateral move. 
All right. Well, uh, this just in, this just out, boys. I think uh, that's the end of it. So thank you for listening. Thank you for making yourselves available, boys, on a beautiful 28-degree Sunday night in Toronto. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.